Hi, I'm Harry Littman, host of Talking Feds, a roundtable that brings together prominent figures from government law and journalism for a dynamic discussion of the most important topics of the day. Each Monday, I'm joined by a slate of Fed's favorites and new voices to break down the headlines and give the insider's view of what's going on in Washington and beyond. Plus, sidebars explaining important legal concepts read by your favorite celebrities. Find Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Mueller She Wrote. I'm your host, A.G., and with me, as always, are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. And this is our continuing special coverage of the redacted Mueller report. Uh, This is part 11, and today we're going to cover section 2 of volume 2 of the Mueller report, pages 15 through 24, section A, on Trump's reaction to public reporting about Russian interference. So that's where we're at today, pages 15 through 24. So if you want to stop now, read ahead, come back, or... If you don't care and you just want to listen, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, um, in Chicago, someone had us sign their Mueller report. That was the first time. Oh, yeah. Kevin, so right? Awesome. Kevin, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he showed up with the Mueller report, mm-hmm. and it had, like, little pink tabs tabs in yeah. it and yellow tabs and then safety pins and then the blue tabs separated yeah. sections one and two. Our listeners are thorough, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's super into it. Definitely. Definitely. I was like, you look like a law student. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally marking and annotating everything. Exactly. Um, it's that wise. Was, that was mm-hmm. a fun show. So. Oh, yeah. We appreciated that. So anyway, like I said, read ahead or just listen. We'll go over this section by section for you. And um, thank you for wanting to know more about what's in this report. As we know, section two covers obstruction of justice. The first nine parts of this series covered the contacts with Russia and that was volume one. And last week, we went over the introduction and summary of volume two. So here's where we are. So let's get started. This section is entitled Factual Results of the Obstruction Investigation. Uh, and it details the evidence Mueller obtained during the obstruction investigation. Nice. The introduction here, um, Mueller says this summary will cover Trump's response to the Russia investigation. Then the key events um, Mueller investigated including Trump's conduct toward the investigation of Flynn, uh, Trump's reaction to the public reporting of Crossfire Hurricane, the termination of Comey, efforts to terminate Mueller, efforts to curtail the, ter- the scope of Mueller, Mueller's investigation, efforts to prevent disclosure of information about the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, and efforts to have Sessions unrecuse himself from the investigation. Oh, and Trump's conduct toward McGahn, Cohen, and other witnesses as well, because that plays into his intent. So that's also listed out in in the forthcoming sections. Uh, Mueller tells us he will summarize the evidence and then analyze it using the three elements of obstruction, which we went over last week and include 
an obstructive act, a nexus to a proceeding or a connection to a proceeding. And uh, the intent, corrupt intent, right? You have to have that sort of knowing, willful, corrupt intent to be guilty of obstruction of justice. Um, and this is the roadmap for Congress, because as we know, Mueller refused to indict based on the OLC memo, and he also refused to accuse the president, uh, as he would not have an opportunity to defend himself in court because he can't be indicted. And that was Mueller's little extra step of, I don't know, cuteness. I, I, cuteness. I don't understand why he did that, honestly. I'm not sure why he just didn't go ahead and accuse the president um, of obstruction of justice. But his argument is, since I can't indict him, he doesn't have a way to legally defend himself mm -hmm. from my accusation. So that's not fair. Yeah. Maybe he's hoping that with all this evidence, people will say it for him so he won't have to be the martyr. It's a yeah. lot of pressure. And he did his job. Oh, sure. And he already got so much shit, even for what he did put in the report. Can you imagine <laughs> what he would get if he actually said anything past that? Yeah. What would their argument be then? Right. Because they're saying they're upset about him not reaching a decision definitively on that. But it's like, if he did, that's not what you want at all. <laughs> if, he, if he did, they'd be upset about him reaching a decision. And they would try to find some way to say that the special counsel regulations don't allow for that. Or you read the OLC memo incorrectly. Yep. Uh, you know, something. It would be whatever it Whatever he said or came out with, they would rebut, basically. Yeah, totally. I wonder how many hours of conversation that took up just deciding <laughs> with his team internally what to do. Because, yeah. like, it's just a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. I wonder, like, yeah, where everybody stood on that, all his prosecutors, like, if some people were for it, and then Mueller just made the executive decision not to, because there's a lot of people on his team. I would imagine some of them might share. 17 angry Democrats. Right? Yeah. Some of them <laughs> actually really angry. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, I'd be interested to know, too, what the vote was, or if there even was one, or if Mueller just came out and said, mm -hmm. this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's at a moderate at heart, right? That it, that's just Mueller. He's, He's pretty a conservative. Republican. Oh, even okay. Yeah. I guess moderate considering the alt right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Everything's changed. Now. Everything's shifted. Anyone who doesn't have Satan growing out of their face is, is, <laughs> is moderate. Fair I like that image of a slow growing <laughs> Satan <laughs> just growing out of the face. Hey, hey, you got a Satan <laughs> on your face. <laughs> your face looks weird, yeah. bro. Yeah. I want to nip that in the bud. Like Satan. <laughs> the Satan bud. <laughs> so um, so section A here is the campaign's response to reports about Russian support for Trump. And and that's important because it goes toward intent, right? They want to kind of prove Trump and his buddies knew or were upset by or at least confused or concerned about the Russia investigation. And so they gathered all the evidence they could to, to prove that. The footnote here raises an important issue brought up by multiple Republicans during the Mueller testimony. And it says that this section cites various news stories, not for the truth of the information contained in the stories, but rather to place candidate Trump's response to those stories in context. So what he's saying is, I'm not saying these stories are true or false. I don't give a, a shit. What I'm saying is Trump's response to them, regardless of their how you would characterize these stories, is what's important here. And I'm providing the context by giving you what was in these stories. Mm -hmm. So... You know, Debbie Las Lesko, specifically, Republican from Arizona, she told Mueller that all he did was regurgitate news stories. And then she said, uh, you cited The Washington Post 60 times and The New York Times 75 times and Fox News about 25 times. Quote, I've got to say, it looks like volume two is mostly regurgitated press stories. Um, and Mueller could see this argument before she ever thought about even making it. That's how <laughs> simple and basic she is. So yeah. Also, sorry, go ahead. No, that, 
go ahead yeah like where do you think the news is getting the information also (laughs) it's like a lot of things that have come out of all of the well not all of them but most of the reporting we heard on obstructive acts came out as a result of the report Mm -hmm. right yeah like what is she even talking about well it like these specifically uh, just the whole story of of how the investigation happened so this is why the whole idea of fake news is so dangerous it's like when you report what's on the news and it's supposed to be factual people are like no it's from cnn so it's automatic bullshit or something or fox news so it's bullshit it's like that's not how we should look at the media but trump's done a really good job of painting people you know as journalists it's just these dramatic people that don't have facts anymore even though he's that exact person right and, and what Mueller's saying here is hey lady i know you're going to be a dick about this in the future so what this is about is me putting out the news stories that donald trump reacted to mm-hmm. no more no less so Got it. whether you like them don't like them think it's fake news think it's real news want to wipe your butt with it in the morning i don't care this is just how trump reacted to them and i'm not going to sit here and put in my report Trump reacted to news stories by doing this without right. citing news stories because then your dumbass would be all, where are all the news stories you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's that's still dumb, but that makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking she was saying. Yeah. She's yeah. saying the stuff that happened throughout you're that time period. too smart to even comprehend <laughs> what she was getting at. That's how, that's how dumb her shit is. Yeah. Well, I kind of, uh, I forgot that he did do that in some points in the report. Say, yeah. For example, like, Lester Holt, <laughs> which is one of the biggest freaking cruxes of his obstructive acts. Yeah, this whole thing with Russia. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it happened on the news, but I mean, I guess in the sense that a conversation happens on a planet. Like, right. I don't, I don't know. Why are you citing Philadelphia just because he was standing there? Fake state. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, these news stories are just here to provide context uh, for Trump and his campaign's response to the public reporting. Um, like I said, had he left them out, the context would be missing. And as a grown-ass woman, she should know that. Anyway, last, let's go. Arizona, <laughs> shut up. Uh, most of the Republican arguments were based on tricks or half-truths anyhow. If you noticed that when you were watching the, uh, the Mueller testimony, and uh, they're extremely easy to spot if you've been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, So during the campaign, and these are the kind of news stories we're talking about here. During the campaign, the media raised questions about the Trump campaign in Russia, especially after WikiLeaks released the stolen emails and documents from the DNC, the DCCC, and John Podesta. And Trump denied any contact with the Russians, despite secretly working with them through Sater and Cohen to construct Trump Tower in Moscow. He also publicly expressed skepticism that Russia was involved at the same time he and other aides sought info from redacted Roger Stone about future WikiLeaks releases. So while he's sitting there saying, This whole Russia thing is a hoax, you're so stupid. Hang on one second. Ring ring. Hey, yeah, hey Roger Stone. So mm-hmm. when's that WikiLeaks dump mm-hmm. coming out? Cool mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. Basically. That's exactly pretty much what happens. And he'll he'll go over in the details like how he knows this because uh basically Gates told him. Uh, I was in a car when they had a call and uh Gates told Mueller and I think that um Manafort also told him that. So it's it's just really interesting. That, oh yeah, yeah. That they're like, oh, there were nothing. I don't listen to rough. I, what do I need to talk to Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in his pocket. On yeah. Hold. Recently, <laughs> he said uh, to like a press um, like group of journalists outside of the White House that he knows nothing about Russia. Just now, he knows nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, and Mitch. Nobody knows less about Russian interference than Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same comment. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a crazy. weird way to say. Mm-hmm. That you're dumb, yeah. but okay. 
At least he's admitting that now. Right? <laughs> I buy it. Sure. Uh, so anyway, they, the media raised all these questions, right? And uh, Trump also publicly expressed skepticism that Russia was involved, uh, like, I'm, like I was telling you, but also while, in the meantime, taking calls from WikiLeaks and Stone and talking to Gates and Manafort about it. It was just a mess. So after the election, there was more reporting, and he continued to deny it, even though he privately told his advisors that the media reports could lead people to question the legitimacy of his presidency. So out of one side of his mouth, this Russia thing is a hoax. Out of the other side of the mouth, pe- people are questioning my legitimacy because of the Russia thing. Mm-hmm. How is How can both be true at the same time? I can kind of see his logic. He's like, this hoax is really hurting my optics, but I also don't personally think it's a hoax. But I kind of see how he might convince himself of that mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah, maybe. And that, you know, and that he just told his advisors, like, this hoax is bumming me out because it makes me look illegitimate. Mm-hmm. So Mueller then goes uh, through the media reports, uh, all of which we know because we reported on them when they happened. But <laughs> in early 2016, he indicated he wanted a better relationship with Russia. Uh, he said he'd get along well with Putin and he questioned NATO alliances, calling NATO obsolete. He praised Putin on several occasions and um, Russia perceived him favorably. We we know all this. This is all from public reporting. So this is the kind of stuff that she was talking about. Yeah, the, okay, got the, it. Mueller's saying, "Here's what the reporting was." Totally. And because because Mueller, if Mueller came out and said, "Here's what the facts are," not what the newspapers said, but here's what the facts are, and here's how Trump responded to him, the Republicans would argue those facts. Mm-hmm. So Mueller has to come out and say. Here's what the news reports were. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that these are true or not. I'm just saying here's what they are, and here's how Trump reacted to them. And there, therefore, there's just no argument to it. Right. You know, you can't fake news. Doesn't matter. It's how you reacted to it. Again, kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. Yeah. Talk about like the news reporting versus the actual facts of what <laughs> happened. True, <laughs> which he has evidence of. Yeah. You know, but he's like, but he I'm not even going to rely of the thing that he reacted to. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to rely on my evidence or mm-hmm. assume that he was reacting to reality. I'm just going <laughs> to say he was reacting to what was on the news because yeah, yeah. that's what that's what he do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he starts there. And then he says during the campaign, the media reports started coming out that tr- the Trump campaign had ties to Russia, such as the photo of Flynn dining with Putin or Carter Page having ties to Russia. He had so many. And uh, Manafort having worked for a Putin backed Ukrainian candidate. That's Yanukovych. Uh, the press also raised questions about the Trump team changing the RNC platform on giving lethal weapons to Ukraine to defend against Russian forces. They wanted to take out that lethal part, mm-hmm. um, whereas the Republican hawks, old school, wanted to leave it in. Yeah, the, whole s- <laughs> the old school hawks, the, the Mitt Romneys. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The half man, half mustache Boltons of the world. <laughs> um, the citations for all the reporting is in the footnotes. So you can see it. You can go right to the bottom of these pages. Um, 14, 15, 16, 17, and see all of the lists of all of the articles that he is citing. And uh, so when Lesko was like, you know, you set New York Times 75 times, Washington Post 60 times, Fox News 25 times, these, this is the news of the day. It's not my fault Fox didn't get its foot in the door mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, more than a third of the time. Sorry. You know, it's right. just... And they didn't often report on the Mueller report, so that's on them. Right. Or putting up cats or dog videos instead, you know? Right. Cat beauty contests. <laughs> right, right, right. Or Santa is not black. <laughs> I was like gl- all year round for them. <laughs> yeah. I was glad that Fox News made it in there and she acknowledged that Fox News made it in there, though, because that would have been uh, so shitty if she just tried to say that it was because that would that would have been a perfect window for her to say a deep state thing if there wasn't also Fox News. 
things in there but luckily he was an idiot across all channels so <laughs> or in response to all channels yeah yeah and i think that might be why he included specific stories from specific you know probably went on and saw which ones got the most traffic or what was reported on the news and these are the ones that he's publicly reacting to okay guys on to page 17 this is where we get trump's reaction to the wikileaks dumps and these are public right There's, you just react to them or you don't and <laughs> he reacted to them so on June 14th, a cybersecurity firm, who is not mentioned by name here, but we know it to be CrowdStrike, um, posted an announcement that Russians had infiltrated the DNC. The following month, the day before the Dem convention, uh, the WikiLeaks um, sources like dumped thousands of DNC documents. And shortly after that, uh, Hillary's campaign manager publicly stated that Russia hacked the DNC and timed the releases to help Trump. And then two days later, the New York Times reported that intel agencies had briefed the White House that they now had high confidence that Russia was behind the hack. Mm -hmm. So this is what was going on in the public sphere mm -hmm. in June. Um, Trump aides reacted gleefully to reports of the hacks publicly uh, and redacted, discussed with campaign officials that WikiLeaks would release uh, the hacked material. It's got to be Roger Stone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, some witnesses, that's who, I, that's who we're guessing is under the redaction bar. We don't know for sure. Just throwing that out there. But. It's totally Roger Stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, some witnesses said Trump himself discussed the upcoming releases with Redacted, which is Roger Stone. Cohen told Mueller that he recalled Redacted. And we know that what's under that redaction bar as well. It's, it's clearly Cohen told Mueller he recalled being present in a car when Trump was on the phone with Roger Stone, who was telling him about an upcoming WikiLeaks release. And Trump said, oh, good. All right. <laughs> That's redacted for harm to an ongoing That's matter. It's so interesting. I think of like the girls going wild videos from the 90s, like, but it's like fuck boys going wild. I just imagine the redacted bars are just like tempting us or something. Like, who was Lift under there? Ooh. Yeah, censored. <laughs> Those were awful commercials, by the way. Oh, they so, were so bad. So Spring awful. break. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were always on. Uh, I was always like the last kid that was awake at the sleepover. So all my <laughs> friends would be asleep and I'd just be looking around and looking at this chick's like barred out tits on the screen. Yeah, like, yeah. what is happening? You and me both, dude. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> yeah. But then I kept watching. Yeah. I mean, hey. Because SpongeBob was on next. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait for SpongeBob. Definitely. <laughs> Get through the titty redactions. <laughs> no, I think actually, if my memory is correct, it was cheetahs. Oh, oh, oh wait, sorry, a cheaters. thousand sorry. Beautiful... cheetahs is a strip club. Yeah, oh, yeah, cheaters. See, they confuse you. It's not cheaters your fault. is the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'd get in fights. I know. It's good late night TV for, oh, yeah. for like an eight year old. <laughs> Nick at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird sleepovers. <laughs> this is all coming together now yeah, in my the trauma brain. surfacing. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. Anyways. Redactions. Cheaters. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And they do the fights and that guy will be like, what are you doing here? Who are you? What's Who's this lady? And then hair wigs come off and it's, yeah. <laughs> yes. See, that could be the Mueller movie, yeah. And the shirts and then they oh, yeah. redact their bald heads. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. I can see it. It's like cops for love. It's <laughs> <laughs> very cute. That should be their tagline. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> cops for love. <laughs> We followed. It's so funny too. The, the they're like PIs are like we followed him <laughs> yeah. to his job the next day. Where mm -hmm. he, here he is with Karen and his yeah. Trans Am or whatever. And you're like, oh man, Karen, fuck you, Karen. Come on, yeah. Karen. Now everyone's in like polyamorous relationships, and no one gives a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> that was the response. That would be so funny. Every single time you run in and bust somebody, they're like, oh no, we're all cool with this, man. <laughs> 
room for one more. It's one of those like little you want, closers. You want to come in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want in, bro? You want in? <laughs> and then you want some of this, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> back to the non-titty redactions yeah, in yeah. the Mueller report. <laughs> I really do think this is stone. It's harm to an ongoing matter. Um, but Stone is only being charged with witness tampering, lying, and obstruction, um, not conspiracy, not uh, conspiracy against the United States, broader conspiracy to hack the election, et cetera. He's not being charged with that, at least not yet. I don't think that he will be, but I, I, I'm interested to see what the declinations say at the end of, uh, of this particular volume. Um, Definitely. It, it probably is all redacted for harm to an ongoing matter. So I, maybe we won't know until we don't know. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just keep on not knowing. There you go. Um, but you know that's who uh, I specifically think this is. But he's only being charged with witness tampering, lying, and obstruction. He's not being charged with that greater conspiracy. But it's redacted here, regardless, and it, probably just because it is an ongoing matter. Doesn't matter what the matter is or what he's being charged with. It's just an open and ongoing matter. So yeah, um, he doesn't want to taint the jury. Taint. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, on to page 18. Um, and this is where we learn that Manafort told Mueller that after the WikiLeaks July 22nd release, he spoke to Trump about something redacted. Um, this whole paragraph is highly redacted for harm to an ongoing matter. But from what I can piece together from public reporting and the way that this is written, I, I think I can infer that Trump told Manafort to keep him updated on what Stone was doing with WikiLeaks. And Gates and Manafort were sort of assigned as the point men between Trump and Stone. Um, Gates was also present for a call between Trump and Stone. Mueller also appears to indicate um, that the releases of WikiLeaks information were discussed within the Trump campaign, and they were planning a whole strategy based on the release of the Clinton emails, based on these wiki dumps. Right. Uh, and it, this is an important distinction because it says Clinton emails, not Podesta emails. Hmm. In the report. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Distinction. It is. Yeah, yeah. So they were planning a strategy based on the release of Clinton emails. Why do you think that's the case? It seems to me that they thought they would be getting Clinton emails from Russia before mm -hmm. they actually had their hands on them, mm -hmm. which indicates a, a not just a plan or a strategy, but that it was coordinated. Totally, mm -hmm. a motive. Yeah, yeah. exactly, because sort of, develops sort of this underlying you know where there's no crime underlying crime there doesn't have to be but that's kind of one mm -hmm. um you know whether you whether or not you call whether or not they got the clinton emails per se versus podesta emails versus dnc or dccc documents it's it shows intent right and that's the seems what like what this whole chapter is i talk about that a few times in here um, like, what is this chapter even for? I think he's just, I think he's just trying to show that Trump had a reason to be scared and to cover shit up. Yeah, it's really important to include that. Yeah, and his reactions to these public reports that came out from WAPO or New York Times or Fox show that he cared about it and at least was either trying to obstruct it or lie about it. But he didn't just ignore it and not care. So Yeah, this is the acting guilty chapter. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the consciousness of guilt part Definitely. Of, of, the, of the story. All right, guys, on to part three on page 18. And this goes into the Trump campaign reactions to allegations that Russia was seeking help from Trump. Hmm. Uh, after the WikiLeaks dump on, on uh, July 22nd, Trump rejected Russia was helping him and tweeted his, it, that it was crazy to even suggest that Russia was helping him or that Russia was dealing with Trump. 
and uh, for the record, had zero. He had zero investments in Russia. You know that's mm-hmm. what our that's what our position is. Mm-hmm. You know you have no dealings with Russian oligarchs. Yep, that's what, what a he good said. Question that was. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what our our position is. So, <laughs> this is the epitome of gaslighting, by the way. A person calling you crazy for believing something that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is, I feel like this is where it started when Trump started saying, this is insane if you believe that we had any contacts with Russia or that I have any business dealings with Russia. What do I have to do with Putin? What do I have to do with Putin for? All I I know is he will respect me, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're crazy. You are insane if you think that there's anything going on here. And that is, that's like the first big gaslight of this entire administration. There were several, but this one like really got to me like. Really, bro? I'm crazy? Yeah. The inauguration photos were my first, like, gaslight moment. <laughs> I was like, are you really saying there are people in that crowd? <laughs> like, are these You're not crazy if pictures? you don't think it was totally sold out. Yeah. You're insane crazy. if you think <laughs> Obama had a bigger crowd than me. I was like, why would you lie about that when we can all see it? But that showed me that he's willing to lie about anything for Sad any energy, reason. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, that sucks when you're being called Oh, you're overreacting. You're being crazy. You're insane that you think this mm-hmm. when it's actually true. Uh, and I think that's central to Trump's strategy, basically, since the beginning. Trump continued gaslighting us the next day in a press conference characterizing the whole thing with Russia as a total deflection, far-fetched and ridiculous. Um, that's the July 27th speech where he also said, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 <laughs> emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. That's quoted in here in the in the Mueller report. So we were prescient enough to see that that was important uh, when we stuck it in our uh, opening. Yeah, who knew? Just had a feeling. Yeah, yeah that opening really wound up being some of the best sound bites. Yeah, <laughs> right. It just just happened like, naturally. Yeah, yeah. As the as the story unfolded, we're like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look what we did! Oh my god, we said that. It's the oh, soundtrack yeah. to the Mueller report. One of them is in jail and <laughs> wasn't when we started. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sessions crazy. Some people think the clue thing is really prescient of the uh, mm-hmm. Stormy the Daniels. Yeah, like capitalism and being uh, a stripper or like you know a like sex a worker. Star. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like oh it, they think it connects. They think we had that intentionally in there for that reason. But that happened after we made it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just worked out. I knew. <laughs> I totally it's didn't know. Part of your plan, AG. Dude, I so knew. Well, you had a feeling. We started with Manafort, with and you're and crazy diet. if you think I didn't know. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So um, so during that press conference, the speech, the I hope you're able to find the 30,000 email speech during that press conference, Trump also uttered the words, I have nothing to do with Russia five times, saying uh, the closest he came to Russia was that Russians may have purchased a home or condos from him. Uh, And if you listen to our last Daily Beans episode. (laughs) <laughs> you ain't just whistling Dixie. It's pretty much only Russians that buy his condos in yeah. Trump Tower. And Russian cats, apparently. Yeah, yeah. and cats and mm-hmm. crime, crimers. That's right, yeah. The cats are probably innocent, though, hopefully. <laughs> crime cats. Crime yeah. cats. Yeah. Little New Russian mob cats. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we would have the best half hour on CBS, at, or the best like primetime slots. Definitely, yeah. With uh, uh, cheaters for polyamorous people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cops on love, is that what it was? Love cops. Cops for love. Cops for love there we go (laughs) i bet they train cats oh for sure i bet any any government i learned this when i saw an article about russia they found like a beluga whale or or like some kind of whale that had been tampered with essentially it it was like being primed as like a animal had a body cam (laughs) are you telling me that i have 
sharks with friggin' laser yes, beams on their exactly. friggin' heads. <laughs> it's real. And I was totally. like, only Russia would do this. And then someone was like, the U.S. did the same thing with dolphins back mm-hmm. in like whatever. So we did. We now trained I just dolphins. assume crime cats. Friggin crime cats. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another alliteration, but I am done. I like it. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and again, as I'm saying, like Russians buying Trump properties, total understatement f- for Mueller here because he didn't even put these numbers in here. We just know these to be true. Over 25 percent of the sales of, of Trump condos, over 80 million dollars, 84 million dollars of his real estate transactions in Florida alone were with Russia. Uh, and that doesn't even get into the Russians who bought condos from him in New York or Chicago. And uh, most of these transactions had been red flagged as potential money laundering transactions. We know that. Um, and not to mention that Florida mansion that Rob Lavlev bought from him uh, for twice its value. It was like worth $50 million. He bought it for mm-hmm. like 100 I think 44 and 90 or something like mm-hmm. that. And then he sold it in under two years, turned around and resold it in under two years for half of what he paid for it. Mm-hmm. Huge red flag for money laundering. Mm-hmm. Um, another obvious money laundering, uh, just racket. Just th- It seems to me like this is what half of Trump's properties are for. Is yeah. Washing Russian money. Makes a lot of sense. You know, and that's why... T- Deutsche Bank was like, we'll go ahead and lend to you, even though you're bankrupt a million times and yeah. have no money. And he built that casino that had like more stories of hotel rooms than was even like allowed by the fire department. And they were like, why are you doing this? This is a bad idea for a casino. And I think it's because he had these back spend you know, money. Yeah, backdoor deals to find ways to really make money from those condos. Yeah, yeah, yeah or hotel <laughs> That's rooms. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and he even admitted during that, 30,000 email press conference that uh, after the Miss Universe pageant, he wanted to do a deal in Russia, but said none of them ever went through. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, I don't want to do it, he said, for a number of different reasons. But we had a major developer uh, that wanted to develop property in Moscow and other places, but we decided not to do it. Blame it on the developer. Yeah, sure. Which isn't Trump for some reason. Who would (laughs) that be? Like IC expert? Yeah, IC expert, Crocus Group. Um, all all these guys that were, you know, yeah. working through Felix, Sater, and Cohen to try to get this shit done. But he's been trying to build a tower in Moscow since the 80s. And this is so obviously what the Russians do. They dangle this shit in front of you till they get what they want from you. And then they pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. And then they'll do it again till they, they get you excited, do, you know, do doing their bidding. And then they pull it out again. It's so obvious and so clear. They did it to Carter Page a bunch of times, <laughs> and they even spelled it out that they did it to Carter Page. Yeah, in the, in the book uh, Russian Roulette, they mm-hmm. were like, you know, here's here's what we do: we 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 promise him things, he brings us documents, we get documents, we tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's their strategy, their military strategy. Yeah, specifically spelled out by the GRU in 2013 in that white paper, um, and it's it's so obvious. And Trump's like. I decided. I'm the decider. I didn't want to do the Trump Tower. <laughs> yeah. Even though he promised Putin a $50 million penthouse, which uh, Mueller didn't put in the report. Mm. It's not in there. Interesting. I thought that was important. Yeah. Where was that initially reported? New York Times, I think. Okay. Did I he think. mention Ivanka having the spa and jewelry store in there? I wonder who's covering that then because, I don't know, that can't just be done with, right? That's pretty suspicious. Yeah, all of it is, yeah. right? So you're like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Because this is really, he's only bringing this up, not for the fact that trying to get a deal done in Russia is legal or not, just for his, protect, like why his to go toward his motive of why he's lying about it and trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so maybe that's why none of the Ivanka stuff is in here, because 
they weren't investigating Ivanka for obstruction of justice, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, fine, jewelry on both sides. It's my favorite <laughs> thing ever came out of that. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Cohen uh, told Mueller he recalled speaking with Trump after the press conference about Trump's denial of business dealings in Russia. Cohen was like, you, you said we, but I'm, and we're, but what? <laughs> So, you know, Cohen regarded this as a lie. Trump, the, you know, Trump saying we have nothing to do with Russia. Cohen's like, yeah, no, we totally are right this very second. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump told Cohen that Trump Tower Moscow was not a deal yet, so it didn't count. And said, why mention it if it's not a deal? Exactly. Uh, it was around this time Cohen said he and other Trump advisors then had developed a party line that Trump had not you know, like zero business ties with Russia and no connections to Russia. That seemed to be the point where they all understood, wink and a nod, that what they're supposed to say to the public is Trump has no ties to Russia, no business ties, no deals, no yeah, nothing. Until Manafort fumbled <laughs> on <laughs> national television. Yeah. Oops. Um, something else Mueller mentions here was that in response to the public reporting on his ties to Russia, the campaign did a lot of stuff to distance itself from Russia, which shows... Mm-hmm. consciousness of guilt right i think it's really interesting he put this in here so. yeah mm-hmm. uh, we've already gone over a lot of these in the report in like volume one like when trump folks would say in emails hey we have to keep this on the down low because of the optics it's not a good time to meet because of all the reporting on russia we saw a lot of that in volume one didn't we mm-hmm. and Mueller gives some examples here including when jd gordon declined an invitation to kislyak's house because the timing was not optimal in view of media reports about russian <laughs> interference and when manafort was asked to resign um, amid media coverage, scrutinizing his ties to Yanukovych. That's another example of uh, distancing themselves from Putin, basically, right? Yeah. Also, when the media published stories about Carter Page, they fired him uh, and told the press he played no role mm-hmm. in the campaign, distancing themselves from Papadopoulos. That's mm-hmm. not in here, but all of this... <laughs> yeah, coffee boy. Yeah, <laughs> just a coffee piece of cafefe boy, but all this pushing away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know, maybe to play Donald's advocate, were there times when he actually did become closer to Putin and it looked weird? Because I want to say there were examples where we're like, dude, you're like, you know, being looked at right now. Why are you doing this with this dude? I feel like there were times when he might have gotten closer to Putin while being monitored for all this. So I, I like that Mueller included this. Maybe there were more examples of him, you know, pushing away. But it was a very push and pull kind of thing for a while, like as if Putin was pulling him back in and against Trump's will, perhaps. Yeah, and something that's not mentioned, uh, the meeting in the Oval Office with the Russian ambassador and the other Russian guy uh, and the American press not being allowed in or us having to find out about the six Trump Putin phone calls from Russian state television. Totally. In Helsinki, like him saying weird things that clearly go against American you know, intelligence. It was almost like he was doing it with like, you know, kind of a gun, a metaphorical gun to his head. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe he actually thinks this. But I feel like sometimes Trump is forced back into Putin's circle mm-hmm. when he doesn't want to be. And all of that. So n- not all of that's in here, which mm-hmm. goes to show, I think, that Mueller was like, I've got enough evidence just through the first eight months of the campaign totally to go toward corrupt intent or to go to show that you have a motive to obstruct the investigation so mm-hmm. it's just really interesting and i think he does he says he does this in two phases pre comey firing and post comey firing yeah so maybe we'll sort of see a a shift in behavior a shift there yeah that makes a lot of sense when we get to it but um then we get to october 7th uh and october 7th was crazy wikileaks dumped the first set of podesta emails on that day it's the same day the government announced that the russian 
um, the Russians directed the recent compromise of emails. Obama made a public announcement and linked Russian hacking to the WikiLeaks releases with the goal of interfering with the presidential election. That was became public from the administration. Further, they concluded that this could have only been authorized by the senior most Russian government officials, Putin, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, some other things that happened on that day, October 7th, uh, that aren't mentioned here, but we should provide some context for you. Both candidates were holed up, uh, practicing for their debates uh, while Hurricane Matthew was approaching Florida. Um, they were both briefed on Hurricane uh, Matthew. And then the Cubs were about to start the World Series that they would eventually win for the first time in over a century. Also October 7th, the Access Hollywood tapes were dropped. That's the, mm-hmm. um, I grab them by the pussy yeah. tapes. Um, and also that day, Trump had accused Obama of ignoring the border so immigrants so immigrants could vote. Like he, he, he accused Obama mm-hmm. of turning a blind eye to let people cross the border so that more Democrat, there would be more Democrat votes. And that, that was his sense, first. Because you don't have to show your ID or anything when you go to vote. <laughs> <laughs> like you could just waltz over the border and into a polling location. Totally. You don't right. have to give your name or anything. Yeah, yeah. or like verify your address. Ahead of time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's nope. so stupid. Yeah, and it, it is dumb, but this is his first attempt to say that the election was rigged for the Democrats. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that the borders are a big problem. Mm-hmm. He, I guess he'd been saying that, but really pushing it. But mostly, president. yeah, but mostly that, you know, the only reason he lost the popular vote was because four million immigrants were allowed to vote. That's right. That was totally debunked. He even mm-hmm. created a whole agency to look into it. Chris Kobach, mm-hmm. the Kansas guy. I remember that. To look into voter fraud. And after about eight months, they're like, we got nothing. And they had yeah. to close up. Yeah, I remember. That was crazy. Yeah. Like for for every, f- to register to vote and then to actually vote, you have to have an ID, don't you? Yes. I believe so the so. only way that someone would do that is if they successfully had a false social security. You know what? And, like an identity. This reminds which me Which I know too. happens, but. Yeah, it does. And they, yeah, were, it's like, they actually found four people who had illegally voted, but they were Republicans. <laughs> yeah. They used four dead people. people's Do information. You Acorn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it? It? yeah. 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 <laughs> Acorn. That's so true. People taking a lot of. Yeah, exactly. Just. <laughs> it's, it's like. That's almost as bad. Sorry. That's almost, almost as bad as being like baptized when you're dead. Totally. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Don't vote for me. You don't have <laughs> to. <laughs> You don't, you don't know, know what I, I want. want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her. Like, yeah, yeah. like this ground's getting pretty hot, right? Some Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel them. I smell them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so Roger Stone. Now, what a douche. Uh, he he'd been teasing an October surprise since about October first. You know, oh, here we go. Uh, John Podesta's time in the barrel. All those texts. You know, stay tuned. Uh, Hillary and Hillary. So he's doing that, and he's like, stay tuned. He said that that day, and eventually the Access Hollywood tape came out, and eventually, within hours, uh, Clinton's email was hacked, which isn't mentioned in here, Hmm. Uh, because, again, this is about intent on obstruction, not about the hacking, Uh, so it's just about his reaction to what Mm -hmm. was going on. And so Hillary was also dealing with the fact that someone hacked and released her mobile number, so she was receiving hundreds of calls and texts with death threats. God. And the like that day as she's trying to debate prep and here comes Hurricane Matthew and it's just Jesus. an insane day. Wow. So it got so bad they had to replace her phone. So it was an intense day. Um, so not just the hurricane, Obama announcing the Russians hacked us to help Trump. The Access Hollywood tape drops and then WikiLeaks drops the pedestrian. WikiLeaks drops the pedestrian. Yeah, it's emails. not a coincidence. Well, maybe Hurricane Matthew, but not everything else. <laughs> <laughs> we waited for the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> Deep to, weather. To drop it. That's right. Assange. He's like... Gotta wait for a hurricane. 
<laughs> and a few days later, uh, Podesta actually came out and said publicly the FBI was investigating the Russia hack and that Trump might have known ahead of time about the release. <laughs> and Mike Pence was asked if the campaign was in cahoots with WikiLeaks, and he said nothing could be further from the truth. I remember that. That was weird. Right. Lying so calmly. <laughs> Uh, then on to page 21, guys, and Trump's Russia denials after the election. So two days after Trump won, the Russians told their press that they had maintained contact with Trump's immediate entourage during the campaign. They said that publicly. Uh, Hope Hicks responded, we are not aware of any campaign representatives that were in touch with any foreign entities before yesterday when Mr. Trump spoke with many world leaders. Hmm. Hope Hicks actually said that to the public. Mm. I forgot that she... And she rarely say, says anything to the public. So, right. Yeah. She, I forgot she even tried that. Mm -hmm. So that's funny. Uh, a month after the election, the press reported that the uh, intelligence community had concluded with high confidence that Russia interfered in the election to help Trump. Trump reacted by saying, I think that's ridiculous. I think it's just another excuse. And that's when he said his famous, no one really knows who was responsible for the hacking. And the intelligence community has no idea if it's Russia or China or somebody. It could be somebody sitting in a bed someplace. Well, we don't know where Gucci for 2.0 was sitting. So I guess technically he, he could, have could have been, been sitting right. in his bed. Yeah, I could have been, been 400 pounds. I've never seen his face. Yeah, he <laughs> might. He might have been. Uh, yeah. That whole um, DC leaks and Gucci for 2.0. Those were the two original ways that they were going to try to release these emails, the mm -hmm. Russians. And uh, then they hooked up with WikiLeaks. Mm -hmm. WikiLeaks actually contacted them, if I remember correctly, from volume one, like, hey, bro, you want to, hey, mm -hmm. we can, hey, huh? Yeah. You, me, huh? And so that is also protected under First Amendment stuff? Yeah, I guess so. Tricky. Yeah. That's interesting to solicit it and distribute it, mm -hmm. right? But again, if this were flipped and it were information that the dossier I was passionate about being released to the public, then I would be like, yeah, fuck yeah, that should be protected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> you should be able to get that it's shit. It's true. Totally. Yeah. So after he did that whole sit, it could be somebody sitting in their bed, uh, Trump added the Democrats were, quote, putting out the story because they suffered one of the greatest defeats in the history oh, of God. politics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even though we got more votes. Yeah. yeah. Greatest defeat in the history of politics. I mean, his base really believes that, though. Yeah. Fucking idiot. They don't look stuff up. It's Maybe fine. in the sense that it, it was the furthest thing that anyone would ever believe that Good you point. were going to get elected. Maybe in that sense. That Most makes, improved? Yeah. 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 VIP or not VIP. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Biggest mind fuck. Oh. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when everyone goes, what? Yes. What, bro? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah, maybe the biggest what, bro? Totally. election uh, of all time but uh then we get to uh december 18th after the election um about a month a little more than a month after uh ryan's Priebus, who we call the mole went on fox news and said even this question is insane of course we didn't interface with the russians mm. and there it is again insult insinuating that we're crazy or insane for thinking the trump campaign had any contact with the russians where we have 200 pages of it and that's just a summary yeah and we still think he's a mole right that was just mole behavior. i do i do still think okay, he's a mole cool. i think he's he's given a lot of interviews and a lot he of reporting has. and he, i think he told Mueller a lot so okay yeah um, he's shown up in pretty much every book we've read yeah it yeah it's yeah true. yeah in one way or another he's really playing along with them though it's interesting yeah and he you know here he is saying you're insane if you think we had contacts with the russians and then when the Mueller report comes out we have over 120 contacts with the russians during the course of the campaign <laughs> 
Just um, that we know about. <laughs> yeah, and that's just in the summary. Yeah. Um, so Priebus then repeated Trump's insinuation that the entire thing was a spin job and people should be asking why Democrats were doing anything they could to delegitimize the outcome of the election. Spin job sounds strange. <laughs> I'm glad you jumped on that. I was also going to. <laughs> spin job? Yeah. Spin job. Does Cindy Yang know anything about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to confuse some kids listening right now. Coming right? up on Cops for Love. <laughs> it's a spin, spin job. job. <laughs> So um, 10 days after that, after the previous Fox News uh, good times, on December 28th, uh, the Obama administration announced their sanctions in response to Russian election interference. And when asked about the sanctions, Trump said he thought we should get on with our lives. Um, Another trope he uses over and over again when it comes to the Russian investigation. It's over. It's time to move on. It's exactly what Nixon tried over and over during Watergate. Um, Trump put out a statement saying it's time for our country to move on to bigger and better things. Um, like more treason, bigger treason. <laughs> the Mueller report's pretty big. Oh, true. Very thick. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was great. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, yeah, he was trying to just sweep it all under the rug. Like, let's just move on. Let's just, nothing to see here. Kind of exactly what he was doing with his loyalty asks with Comey. Like, just, Flynn, is, I fired him. Let's just let it go, bro. Yep. You know, and, and trying to move forward and brush it all under the rug. And his advisors are like, this isn't, it's not over. Right. Sorry. Maybe in his former life, he was able to do that as, you know, CEO of... Yeah, as a everything. personal businessman yeah. or yeah, somebody who, you know, had the a person like Cohen, you know, as your fixer. Yeah, and no spotlight on you. Fixing things. Yeah, for people you. could mm-hmm. let things go. Telling people to not release his grades or telling women to not say that he had sex with them Get or an that abortion. he got an abortion <laughs> yeah. or that they got an abortion or that <laughs> anything, anything. Yeah. You know? He really was kind of a king before this and he just that same mentality just transferred into a government position and it's totally different. I think he different. hates it. I think it's driving yeah. him crazy. Um I don't think he knew it'd be <laughs> no, that bad. Yeah. He totally didn't. And uh a week after that, uh after the Obama sanctions were announced, uh Trump was briefed on Russian interference. And after the briefing, the intelligence community released its public version of its assessment, which concluded with high confidence that Russia intervened in the election with the goal of harming Clinton's electability and with the goal of helping Trump. And as we know, Trump and Bill Barr are now looking into this determination. They're investigating it and will likely release information about the only conflict between the agencies that happened when this report was created, which is that the CIA and the FBI had high confidence Uh, that the Russians interfered to help Trump and hurt Hillary, where the NSA had moderate confidence. And there were some probably discussions behind the scenes about we have lower confidence, not low confidence, but we have lower than high confidence. It's called moderate than you, (laughs) and here's why. And I think those things can be taken out of context and used by Bill Barr and the Trump campaign to say, look, there were people within the intelligence community who didn't agree with this assessment. Totally. When really the only difference is instead of they're Hi. super they super did it they is they kind they, they, they mostly kinda, did it yeah most likely <laughs> yeah, did it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh we're we're pretty sure right but yeah. semantics work out for privileged people you know they get away with those little mm-hmm. tiny loopholes yeah and the cherry picking mm-hmm. as well so it was just extra funny when Nunez actually went cherry picking and put the photos of it <laughs> right on Twitter. He must have been trolling. <laughs> He's got to be self aware, right. right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. If He's he like, knows. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm literally cherry picking today. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Suck about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he's a piece of shit. He is. Moo. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I I really do think Trump's gonna try to show this as some sort of disagreement in the intelligence community about Russia, you know, uh, being pro-Trump or something right, right. dumb. It's totally not credible. 
watch for it, and then he's going to call you insane if you think otherwise. So yeah. just be prepared for that. Good thing we don't need a consensus. He <laughs> broke the law. Yeah, totally. Um, on to page 23 and how several days later, BuzzFeed published the Steele dossier. Uh, and Trump responded, it's an absolute disgrace. Yes, you are. Uh, I have no dealings with Russia. I have no deals that could happen in Russia because we stayed away. So I have no deals. I have no loans. I have no dealings. <laughs> that was his... I have nothing. And then he's wonderfully Houston. <laughs> this is wonderfully worded statement. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I have no deals. I have no dealings. I have no deals. We stayed away. I couldn't happen in Russia. I have no deals. I have no loans. I have no dealings. That's, mm-hmm. There you go. They wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know... He even said we could make deals in Russia very easily if we wanted to. I just don't want to. Oh, my God. Because I think that would be a conflict. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and unless Putin told him to say that. Yeah, that's you. And that right there, Trump admits he knows it would be wrong. Mm -hmm. If you catch that. Let me read it to you again. We could make deals in Russia very easily if we wanted to. I just don't want to because I think that would be a conflict. Mm. So he knows it would be wrong. And that's important because it shows, again, Trump's corrupt intent to obstruct justice. In other words, he knew what he was doing was wrong and he illegally tried to cover it up. And that's what this entire section is setting up, showing us Trump's public response to these allegations to establish a motive for trying to obscure and obstruct and stop or stifle or curtail the investigation. Yeah, that might be the most important line from all of that, too. Right. The fact that he knew because then that ties into the whole you have to have like an understanding that you're breaking the law knowingly and willfully yeah, right and now we have all the evidence of you know him trying to make these deals or his team and him saying that he knows it's wrong like what else do you need that's probably what Mueller's saying like what else do you need fucking congress <laughs> like yeah and he's he's showing all this to to establish a, a larger motive and then as this volume two goes on they're going to go into the individual obstructive acts mm-hmm. and how they show corrupt intent specifically so he's got this he's building this broad umbrella of trump hating this and knowing it's wrong and lying about it to deceive the public because he knows it's wrong, saying it would be a conflict, for example. And then after he makes that giant umbrella, he's going to go and he's going to individually list out. It's not, it's so damning. And that's why over a thousand former federal prosecutors signed on saying if this were anyone else, they would be charged mm-hmm. with at least five instances of obstruction of justice. Crazy. Obama would, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I find it odd here that Mueller left out Junior's rants about Russia from July 2016. Remember when he was like, well, it just goes to show you their exact moral compass. I mean, they'll say anything to be able to win this. I mean, this is time and time again, lie after lie. You notice he won't say, well, say this. We, we hear experts. You know, here's blah, blah, blah. He's inaudible, it says. <laughs> At home, once said that it's what's happening with the Russians. It's disgusting. It's so phony. I watched him bumble through the interview. I was able to hear it. On audio a little bit. I mean, I can't think of bigger lies, but that exactly goes to show you what the DNC and what the Clinton camp will do. They will lie and do anything to win. And I'm not sure how he escaped scrutiny on this in this section, but he's, he's not mentioned in here. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's all about Trump. I hope Trump never makes a podcast after this oh, when he gets out because he just seems like the type. He should call it inaudible, though. That'd be really funny. <laughs> inaudible. Yeah. I just Available on audible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a partnership just waiting to happen. Read but, by anonymish. Yeah. Anonymish. <laughs> anonymish. Yeah. Alarm makers. <laughs> what are the or- what are the markers? Is that what it was? What are the oranges of that? <laughs> Bar partisan. That's my new favorite. Bar partisan. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did he say that? Yeah, he, he did. did. Bipartisan. Yeah. Oh, God. He said it with his mouth. It was mm-hmm. great. It wasn't yep. a typo. It was like it was a mouth typo. Like, sorry, guys. I'm not used to this stuff. Right. Bipartisan. <laughs> They're all new to me. All these political words. I wonder if they showed him Schoolhouse Rock. Someone has yeah. to have to try, right? Yeah, just to prep. Just we to tried to make him training videos, like you know those really dumb training videos you get when you start a Taco Bell job, and they're like, "Hey, welcome mm-hmm. to the team. Mm-hmm. Here at Chachkis, we we believe in teamwork." Yeah, you know, and we tried to make a. Yeah. You're president now. That means this. You know, we tried to make this whole training video, but we never really finished it. That'd be fun to finish up. That just is a very yeah, fun yeah. Concept. How do you get him to watch it though? That's the thing. Yeah, he wouldn't. It's tough. Yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, so Mueller concludes here saying multiple Trump aides told him that Trump viewed stories about his Russian connections, the Russia investigations, and the IC assessment as a threat to the legitimacy of his victory. Another motive to obstruct justice, right? This, this, Mueller gives some examples, too, of the legitimacy. Where, where Hope Hicks said Trump viewed the IC assessment as his Achilles heel. Sean Spicer said Trump thought the Russia story was developed to undermine the legitimacy of his election. Gates said Trump viewed the Russia investigation as an attack on legitimacy of his win. And Priebus said that when the IC report came out, Trump was concerned people would question his legitimacy. So this reminds me, too, of how Trump hung his electoral map victory on Hope Hicks's desk right outside mm-hmm. of the Oval Office, as if to remind all who entered that he won fair and square despite losing by millions of votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said those millions of votes came from illegal means, um, that the, it was rigged, and he won in the greatest victory anyhow, and he, and he was very protective and still is of the legitimacy of of his of his campaign or of, of his victory. And his concern about the legitimacy goes right to the heart. His concern of, about the legitimacy goes right to the heart of corrupt intent. And I actually believe it too. He probably thinks that Democrats can still vote just as easily as Republicans do. So he probably really thinks that like migrants or immigrants can vote. Like he might not even understand that. No, he probably works, doesn't. Yet. He probably doesn't. But this this insecurity and and weakness is probably going to be his greatest downfall. Hmm. Totally. You know? Yeah, and everything that he does, I'm sure it already has been. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's a slow down, Paul. It's real yeah, it's gradual. Way too slow. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a fucking feather, dude. Just like, just go to the ground. <laughs> just so I can imagine lovely. you fighting with a feather now. Yeah. <laughs> go to the ground. Push it down. He's <laughs> swatting at it. <laughs> yeah. It's elusive. Yeah. <laughs> it's whispering. Forrest Gump? Uh, yeah, yeah, Forrest Gump. Go to the ground. I just felt like running. You seen that Trump meme? Are you too good for your home? Which yeah. Trump meme? Where he's sitting at the bench like Forrest Gump and it says, one day I just felt like running. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Forrest Trump, I think is what it was called. Forrest Trump. <laughs> oh my so God, funny. that's so great. <laughs> 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 your mom sure does care about your schooling. I can't imagine who wouldn't like that movie. I've heard some people don't like it. That's a classic. Really? It's so easy to watch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. It's like peanut butter. Well, some people die if they have peanut butter, so. Sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to. I'm going to get emails. I apologize. I didn't mean to peanut butter shame. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next week, guys. We're going to cover part B of the president's interactions with Flynn. That's what this part B. I'm going to try to get it all into one. If I don't, we might have to split it up into two. Mm -hmm. Uh, But check out part B. Read ahead if, you know, uh, if you feel like it. And uh, as we this, we're going to further explore the evidence of motive to obstruct justice. So do you guys have any final thoughts? 
No, this is fun. <laughs> There's a lot of potential sketches that came from Honestly, this. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I like the Forrest Trump meme. Yes, we got to find that. But yeah, that'd be fun to make more something. of those. Yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> hack their premise. <laughs> we'll give them credit, yeah. I got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> meme royalties. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG, and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Season four of How We Win is here. For the past four years, we've been making history in critical elections all over the country. And last year, we made history again by expanding our majority in the Senate, beating election-denying Republicans in crucial state house races, and fighting back a non-existent red wave. But the MAGA Republicans who plotted and pardoned the attempted overthrow of our government now control the House thanks to gerrymandered maps and repressive anti-voter laws. And the chaotic spectacle we've already seen shows us just how far they will go to seize power, dismantle our government, and take away our freedoms. So the official podcast of The Persistence is back with season four. There's so much more important work ahead of us to fight for equity, justice, and our very democracy itself. We'll take you behind the lines and inside the rooms where it happens with strategy and inspiration from progressive changemakers all over the country. And we'll dig deep into the weekly news that matters most and what you can do about it with messaging and communications expert, co-founder of Way to Win, and our new co-host, Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. So join Steve and I every Wednesday for your weekly dose of inspiration, action, and hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And And this this is is How We Win. Win. M.S.W. Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, 
How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.